This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another week of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. So glad to be here. Boy, I left last week's show uh, overwhelmed a little bit by conversation that I'm used to having with you every week. But it made me realize that each individual must have their own plan based on where they are in life or the circumstances. A hundred percent for sure. All the time. Absolutely, Joe. Yeah, so uh, we got a great show lined up for today. Um, it, it's, it, it's always interesting. We, uh, every time, and if, if our folks from last week remember listening, you know, we did cover annuities a little bit. A little bit. A little did. bit. Every time that we mention the word annuities, we get tons and tons of inquiries. And uh, it's interesting, right? 50% of the inquiries have a, a tilt towards annuities are terrible. And then we've got people that tilt towards, hey, you know, annuities are fantastic. What we want to do today is take a really deep dive on annuities. Um, Karen said it last week, you know, Thrive Financial Services is a, uh, a company that are that has uh, a group of fiduciaries. And as licensed fiduciaries, we have to act in the best interests of our clients, not some of the time, but 100% of the time. And we have to be fully transparent on any potential solution that we're going to recommend, offer, or encourage somebody to get involved with. So because there's such a polar... That's why I'm here, by the way. <laughs> because there's such a polar position between people on the... you know Where do annuities fit into the retirement? We made a decision that the entire show today is going to talk about annuities, right? We're going to talk about what they are, the different types, how they could potentially be used, um, where we use them here at Thrive. Uh, we are, again, as fiduciaries, it's never an all or nothing type approach to things, but we really want to be able to give people insight to make some determination, should I be considering where should I stay away from annuities? So as we go through the show, um, think about that, ask yourself the questions, get yourself educated, and give us a call at 215-798-9088, and we could have a conversation about anything related you know, to retirement. But if you get sparked because of this annuity conversation, we're happy to discuss. Right. Just give us a call, and you can just set up a quick 15-minute, we call them discovery calls, to start the conversation. And then if you feel comfortable, come on in for a first-time complimentary consultation. 
Also, David, I want to say, yes, fiduciaries we are, but we're also independent. So we choose what annuities, not the company that we work for, but we choose which annuities we use. And we do a lot of uh, vetting out of these products. They're very, it's very important to us that everybody has their own individual plan. Very, very important. So real quick, I just want to re- talk about what is an annuity. So here's a definition. An annuity is a contract between you and an insurance company. It covers goals such as lifetime income, legacy, and principal protection. And that's what we use an annuity for. And remember, we are fiduciaries and we are independent. And what we look at is an annuity as part of your plan, not your entire overall plan. So if you sit with somebody and they think all your money should be in annuities, run, run as fast as you can. Um, And annuities, they are definitely among the most commonly misunderstood and sometimes misused financial products. That's why you have to work with somebody that understands the whole picture of your retirement. Um, And if you say the word annuity, there's so many different types out there. Um, I'm going to throw them into three categories. There's fixed annuities, there's variable annuities, and then there's a product called fixed indexed annuities. So, we, right off the bat, variable annuities, in our opinion, and as fiduciaries, are not a good product. Because if you put your money in annuity, generally you want your money to be safe and you don't want the money to go up and down. So variable annuities, when you invest in one, you have the chance and risk of losing money. Also, it's based on the stock market. You actually are invested in mutual funds in those accounts. And uh, really important to remember is the fees that you pay in a variable annuity could be 3%. I've seen 4.5%. So that really eats into any growth that you're going to have. Fixed annuities, if you're an older person, uh, 70s, maybe even 80s, a fixed annuity, you take your money, a lump sum, you put it into the contract, and it's going to give you a fixed interest rate for your period of time that you keep your money in that annuity. Fixed index annuities is what we tend to use around here, but fixed index annuities let you protect your assets without risk of losing your principal, and it lets it grow without the risk of losing any money in that account. That's important. And again, what we look at was why do you need an annuity? Do you need an annuity for principal protection? That's an annuity product that we will figure out which one's the best for you. Do you need an annuity for lifetime income? Remember, we discussed in the last show, social security income is there. That's also an annuity. But if you don't have a pension, and sometimes you need money that's just going to be there that you know is going to be there, an annuity is a great product to get involved with. And if you are thinking to yourself, I hate annuities. I don't like annuities. When you say you hate annuities, I hate all annuities. It's like saying you hate all restaurants. They are not all created equal. They are all not the same. And like I said, here at Thrive, we definitely vet out the products. We do our due diligence and we find out which is the best contract or annuity for you. Um, and then... Yeah. So one, one of the things uh, I want people to really understand, and, and when Karen's saying we use annuities here at uh, Thrive, it's an asset class, Right. Um, you've got risk-based investments. You've got stocks, 
bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, real estate investment trusts, uh, you know, the, the list goes on. The idea about protecting your retirement, because here, here's the one thing that we hear quite, quite frequently here at Thrive is, you, you look, everybody wants to have more money. But there are many, many retirees who come to the realization that they've got all that they need. Their goal is just not to risk it, right? Now, you got to keep up with inflation. You got to keep up with taxes. What we're going to talk about in the next couple of segments is why do and how do annuities fit in to an overall investment strategy? We believe wholeheartedly. You should have a portion of your investments sitting in what are called equity-based investments. Equity-based investments are the stock market investments, right? The great American companies out there that over years and years and years are going to continue to grow. You should have a portion of your money in cash. We want cash for two things, right? Emergencies, and we also want to keep our powder dry in case opportunity presents itself. We need some money in fixed income, bonds, and we're going to talk about that in the second segment, right? Why bonds may not, you don't want to have the typical percentage sitting in bonds that you may have thought you need. And then we need what's called non-market correlated investments, things that are not impacted by stock markets or by interest rates. Stock market, interest rates, two hot topics right now. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, as we come to you uh, another week in the books as we make our way uh, to the 4th of July weekend, now a couple of weekends out. Uh, At the end of this segment, I'm going to give everybody information about the dueling Kurtz House and Country Inn in Exton, site of a a new location, new educational workshop coming. Yeah, so if, listen, if you're listening out there and you, you've heard the myth of the best way to have asset allocation is have 60% of your money in equities, as David was talking about in the last segment, and 40% sitting in bonds. There's a lot of economists out there today that are concerned. They talk about the perfect storm out there in their economy, not on the equity side. They're concerned with people that have their guard down. They think they're protected on the bond side of the equation. So here's my encouragement. If you are a bondholder, maybe you have a mutual fund, you have an ETF, go on the computer and look up what your rate of return and performance has been on that bond fund over the last year. Because this is what I need you to understand is that bonds and interest rates have an inverse relationship. Again, a lot of people say, hey, you know, rates have gone down over the years. Yep, your bond portfolio has done fantastic for the last 40 years. But please understand, we hear it all the time. Rates are terrible. Like I can't get anything on CDs, savings accounts. And now I know that rates are going to start going back up. That does not suit well for bonds. So now if you're thinking, okay, well, 60-40 is the normal split on how I should have my money. What do I do with the conservative side of the portfolio? Again, bonds have its spot. But when we start talking about conservative ways to also earn money, an annuity can be utilized there. Karen spoke about variable annuities, fixed annuities, indexed annuities. There's also income annuities and growth annuities. So when we talk about growth annuities for a moment here, and we talk about the alternative to bonds, is I want you to think of this scenario. Everybody knows what the S&P 500 is for a moment. What if... You put a, let's say you took a half million dollars and you went into the S&P 500. 
But I told you, you're not going to get what the S&P 500 is going to do. You're going to get one-third of how the S&P 500 does. But for that trade-off, is that if the S&P 500 goes down, you can't lose anything. So if you put in a half million dollars and people are fearful, like 2008 might be coming back or like 18 months ago where the market went down 40%. If you put in a half million dollars, one year later, the market went down, you still have a half million dollars. Well, Brett, you said I'm in the S&P 500. No, I said we're tied to the S&P 500. So think about like what just happened over the last year. You put in that half million dollars, the S&P 500 came roaring back up after COVID-19, okay? So let's say the S&P 500 went up, say, 30%, like a big year that just happened. Well, if you get one-third of 30%, that's 10%. So that half million dollars just turned into $550,000, okay? Conservative portfolio of looking for conservative returns, Okay, you don't get the full 30% of what it went off. But the trade off again was what I'm willing to give up some upside to get rid of 100% of my downside. If you're listening saying that sounds great, that's an annuity. Again, the confusion Karen said it, I hate annuities It's like saying I hate all restaurants. There are so many different types of annuities out there. And with what economists are talking about, the perfect storm today of, oh my gosh, look at what's happening, going to happen to the bond environment. It's what we do here at Thrive. Again, we're fiduciaries. We did not say put 100% of your assets into an annuity like a lot of personalities do we're everywhere. There's a certain portion that should be there at the end of the day. And again, maybe you're like, I, I don't need that pension cash flow. No, that's a different type of an annuity. We're talking about conservative growth, bond-like returns. How can I get that in an insurance-based product called an annuity? It's called an indexed annuity. You're tied to an index. We make some of the upside, but you get rid of 100% of the downside. And here's the best part is that if the market goes down, let's say in that year two, you still keep all your earnings from year one. Tell me a bond fund that does that as well. That 500 goes to 550. Not only is your principal protected, but your earnings were protected so that if and when at any point in time in the future, you just simply flatline that year. Again, I won't call it the, Ameri the American way, but zero can become your hero. You just won't get any earnings on your money that year. But what it becomes is you maintain essentially what you have. Yeah, so one of my concerns uh, for our listening audience is it's a lot of narrative, right? It's easy to kind of get lost in it. Um, our goal, again, is I want to kind of bring us back to center and really get the basic understanding. Um, if you're not a cynic, right, there's just no cure. Like if you're a cynic, we just don't have a cure. You're going to not like annuities or you're going to think annuities are the greatest thing ever and not think about anything else. If you're skeptical, that's okay, right? The idea is if you're going to make a critical decision that's going to impact your retirement, do you want some of the facts or do you want all the facts, right? So we as humans tend to default to hearsay, right? We want the cliff notes. So we really mm -hmm. don't find out what is in our best interest. We also, I will tell you, is our industry has got to take some of the blame because there are people who do not operate or are not fiduciaries 
who will make recommendations on a blanket approach that annuities are the definite, you know, perfect fit. And what they will do is they'll prey on people's fear, right? If we look back to the start of COVID and we saw that market decline the way it is, you got to ask, if you're listening to that, you got to ask yourself, what was I thinking, right? How was I feeling? Was I scared? Was I anxious? Was I nervous? Was my retirement going to, if this, what, what if that market decline led to a recession where we stay, it's, it's funny, this morning driving in, um, I looked, I, I had a picture, and this is going back a couple of years, and it was a chart that showed the average recovery after a major market decline, okay? Again, we as humans have short-term memory loss. We just witnessed the most rapid recovery, the most rapid economic expansion after a major market decline in the history of investing. So it's easy for people to get used to, oh, well, that's the way it's going to be. But if you look back, and I was looking at this chart, the average recovery period was over 10 years. I don't know if you remember back. They called it the lost decade. That's right. Right? So what if that would have happened back in March of last year? And that your, let's say your investment account was worth a million dollars pre-COVID, and it came down to $500,000. Let's call it four, you know, it came down to $600,000. And it stayed at $600,000 for the next 10 years. The retirement plan that you had built on that million-dollar value, can you live the same retirement if it's only 60% of what it was previous to utilize to cover your, you know, your lifestyle, your expenses over the rest of your life? Just take a second. Think about that because we're going to continue to talk in the, in the next couple of segments about the details of annuities and how you could potentially utilize them as a part of your overall financial plan. As promised, here are the two dates for the upcoming workshops. Tuesday, June 22nd, Thursday, June 24th, both in Exton at the Dueling Kurtz House and Country Inn. They start promptly at 6 p.m. Dinner will be served and you must be registered to attend. No walk-ups. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered Tuesday, June 22nd or Thursday, June 24th. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services local to the Philadelphia region, you will get educated. 215-798-9088 is the telephone number. We're in the middle of an educational hour. This is an educational hour. This is all about the subject annuities. And when you come in for that complimentary consultation, we will educate you. Right, we will set. We will discuss in detail. We're throwing a lot of information out today, so I uh, encourage you to give us a call and come on in and see if an annuity or see if your retirement is going to work the way you have it planned. Um, and again, annuities. When when we discuss annuities, these are the common questions or concerns that come up. Right. So I don't want an annuity because once I get an annuity. 
my money is no longer available to me. I can't get to my money. So what happens if I have an emergency? Um, and I don't understand. I don't understand. There's so many different annuities. I, I just can't figure out why do I need an index annuity? Why don't I get a fixed annuity? Um, long-term care is a concern of yours. Well, guess what? Sometimes an annuity can help. Um, and again, supplement your Social Security benefit. Can an annuity help? These are questions that people have. Um, low interest rates right now. Is this an option for you? I don't know about you, Joe, but if you have you looked at CD rates or money market rates out there? Is there a rate for that? Today? <laughs> it's if you're lucky, 0.5%. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy, and some some of the best rates you get on these uh, CDs and. Uh, money markets, you have to put so much money in and then your money literally is, if it's a CD, it's locked in there. It could be locked in there for five years. So um, again, what we do is we vet out these annuities and um, we're going to answer some of those questions. So question is, if I get an annuity, right, Brett, don't you get this question a lot? I don't like annuities because once I'm in it, I can't get out of it Sometimes people think for 10 years, nine years, they just don't I've heard understand. That a lot. I've yeah, heard that it's a, a lot. common, it's a, and it should be a concern. If you put your money into a product, you want to be able to access it if you need it. It's your money, right? That's it. I mean, when you think about investments overall, three characteristics you always look for on anything that we put our money into liquidity, principal protection, and growth. Three phenomenal characteristics with any in investment. Here's the problem there's no one investment, you can get all three. So it's why we're fiduciaries. We talk about on the show, you don't put all your eggs into one basket. Because when you start talking about money you have in the, in the stock market, it's liquid. You can get to it and you get growth. You don't get the principal protection. When you start talking about bonds, you can get to that money. It's liquid. You go to your Vanguard bond fund, Fidelity, and you're thinking about principal protection. You're not really getting growth. With an annuity, it's what Karen just shared right there, you need to give up some liquidity to pick up the principal protection and growth. So a lot of people, again, are, are fearful. Once I put my money in there, I can never touch it again. So from an annuity standpoint, typically whatever you have put in at a minimum, typically at a minimum, you can always pull back out 10% of whatever's in there on an annual basis. Okay. Now that rule doesn't stay like that forever. Typically in a seven to 14 year time frame, the money, whatever's in there and whatever you want to take out is, is equal after a seven to 14 year time frame. Remember, what is an annuity? You're transferring the risk from you to an insurance company. So for them to give you those contractual guarantees, I can't lose. They're saying you need to leave your money with us for a period of time. We'll guarantee you, you won't lose it and you'll get some growth, but you got to let us do our thing here at the insurance company where you got to give up on some of that liquidity. So again, there is a trade-off. You can't get your access to 100% of your money, but that's why us here at Thrive, the solution is never take all of your money and go put it into an annuity like we see so many times because then people have their arms up in there like, Where's the access to my money at the end of the day? And it inevitably becomes a concern. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest misperceptions we have out there. And it becomes an issue when people put all their money into it because they don't have any liquidity. What happens if life happens? How do I get my lump sums back out? So, again, it's understanding how and where do I use an annuity as well. Yeah, I would never want to be in that position. Wow. Right. I, I would not want to do that.
It's unfortunate. I mean, we do see it a lot of times. And, you know, people come to our workshop or they'll, you know, start, you know, go through that discovery call and then come in for a consultation. And, you know, they'll lay out their financial picture in front of us. And, you know, we've seen times where 95% plus of their investments are tied up in annuities. And, you know, unfortunately, we have to kind of throw our hands up and say, uh, you know, you've, you've kind of lost your liquidity. If, God forbid, emergencies happen, God forbid, uh, long-term care, hap- I mean, you, you just don't have access. So you got to be careful. Again, um, you, uh, annuities have their place, but you got to understand all the pros. you got to understand all of the cons. I mean, if we go back to some some conversations, like this is how I categorize it for a lot of people. Um, fixed annuities. There's two thing, two types of fixed annuities. One is where you just get what's called a multi-year guarantee. It's kind of like a CD. It pays an interest rate that's a higher than a CD. Um, and that multi-year could be two, three, five, or seven years, right? So, Quick example, you get a multi-year guarantee fixed annuity. The purpose of it is just putting in something where the money's going to earn better than it does at a money market or a CD. Let's say it's a, a three-year. So a three-year, and don't quote me on this by any stretch of the imagination, Brett, what do you think? Two and a half percent. So it's probably two and a half percent. You put your money in there. There's no risk to the principal. It's a contractual obligation of an insurance company. And the money sits there for three years, and it earns 2.5%. And at the end of the three years, you've got an option to either roll it, whatever the prevailing interest rate is at, at that time, or take your money out. Right? That's a typical multi-year growth-oriented annuity. There are also fixed annuities that pay fixed guaranteed income. I typically tell people that if you're 80, you know, if you're in your mid 80s and you're in really good health, but your retirement assets are starting to dwindle, right? Didn't plan for the longevity and you need income to supplement your social security check or your pension check, then a guaranteed income annuity might be a solution. That's, you take, let's say you got $200,000, you give that to the insurance company, and they immediately start paying you a monthly guaranteed income. Uh, you know, again, ballpark figure could be four or $500 a month, but it happens till the day you die, right? So if you continue to live Right beyond expectation, instead of depleting that retirement asset down to zero and then kind of being stuck, the annuity company guarantees that they'll continue to pay that monthly income to you for the rest of your life. So that's kind of the fixed categories, the two types that you can get. And I would say the demographic, the, the profile of who they potentially fit. And that's a broad, I mean, there's certainly exceptions to that, but that's kind of it. We here at Thrive do not believe in variable annuities. Um, if you have one, I would say have somebody review it. Uh, if it's something that you bought back in the 80s or the 90s, there may be some recourse to it. Um, if you just recently got it, you know you better at least understand how it works, set your expectations, 
accept what you have and go from there. The problem with variable annuities, in our opinion, is the word variable, right? There's a, you know, it just, you know, when you're thinking about things that are going to provide you guarantees and principal protection, it seems a little defeatist if you were, if you use the word variable. Um, we don't like where they get invested, right? Again, it's, it, we're trying to diversify your risk. If the money inside variable annuities is really invested, you know, based on stock market investments where that variability, you know, we don't think that's a real diversification. And then Karen said earlier in the show, it's fees, right? So, you know, they can add up to, as a matter of fact, 60 Minutes did, you know, a couple of years back. I mean, it could be as high as four, four and a half percent on an annual basis. Now, if you've got your annuities where you were getting double digit returns and they were taking out four plus percent for fees, you know, you go, okay, maybe I can accept that. But in times where we might be in bear market, where we don't see those double-digit returns, maybe we see low single-digit returns, and they're still taking out the fees, you could start to see why you may stagnate in a product like that for a very, very long time. What would be the attraction or the reason to buy a variable? Yeah, I would tell you, I don't think people buy variable annuities. I think people sell variable annuities. Right. Again, fiduciaries have to provide full transparency, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you if you if somebody took a piece of paper, didn't put the name of the product at the top of the paper and wrote down all the benefits, features, fees, costs and so on and so forth and said, this is what I'm offering. Right. Uh, I don't think most people would end up utilizing that as a solution. Variable annuities are considered a security, right? They're, they have to be sold by somebody who holds an investment securities license. They have what's called a prospectus, just like a mutual fund. That prospectus, typically, Joe, you know, quarter to a half inch thick. You tell me which average consumer is going to sit there and read page by page and page to understand exactly how that. Yeah, all the fees—they're all hidden in there. There's a lot of separate fees. Yeah, so that so you know so variable annuities not. I think this last segment that we'll have of the show, we're going to hop into fixed indexed annuities and talk a little bit about why and the different types that are there and how it could be a good feature inside somebody's overall retirement plan. Yeah, good time in the show for me to remind everybody of the telephone phone number 215-798-9088 this is a very complex conversation today this is hard to process hard to understand a lot of misconception out there and wow i could see how you could find yourself in the wrong in in a rabbit hole yeah absolutely no doubt roadmap to retirement with thrive financial services back in a moment Back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. David, I hate to say it. I'm going to leave the show today confused. (laughs) Sorry. I am not going to fully understand everything that we've covered or everything that we've talked about today. Just no way. I can't do it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's not uncommon. It's, again, that's why I think a lot of people do avoid utilizing annuities because, you know, we've been trained. Just like we've been trained to defer IRAs forever, we've been trained the words, you know, if you don't understand it, you shouldn't buy it. Uh, We're just hoping to kind of enlighten people, educate people. We're not completely advocating for this. We're just saying it's a consideration. Like, I'll I'll give you two examples, all right? These are 
actual clients of ours. These are people that came through the, the, the standard process with us, right? They came out to a seminar. They were intrigued about the value that Thrive offers. They love the education first approach. They love the fact that they could get a consultation that was completely complimentary. They love the fact that there was absolutely no pressure. So they went through that. They sat, they sat with us on a first appointment. They brought all their financial information. We assessed that. They came back for a second appointment. We shared all the reports. We kind of highlighted the pros. We highlighted the cons. We offered some potential solutions. And then we basically shut up like we do every single time. And we leave it in the court of the person that's sitting with us to determine do I want to continue the conversation and consider Thrive as a possible uh, partner in my retirement, helping me navigate that? Or are we going to shake hands, part ways, wish each other well? That's entirely up to the person sitting across. You'll never get any pressure from us. So these folks went through that. Two entirely different situations. I'm going to try to go through these quickly. One, husband and wife um, both did you know really well. Uh, one was a Literally, uh, one of those space scientists over at Lockheed Martin, uh, wife was an administrator at Montgomery County Community College. Uh, They made good money. They saved a bunch of money. He had a phenomenal pension, blah, 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 right? Just just an ideal looking situation on the surface. But remember, when sometimes you pull back the curtain, like for us, uh, I guess the best analogy you could use is I, I personally have broken many bones. Right. I, you know, <laughs> just, me. yeah. I mean, just yeah. throughout my life, you know, the sports and noses, wrists, ankles, leg, arm, cheekbone, um, you know, the list goes on. Every single time that I would sit down after I got my you x-ray, played hockey. I did play <laughs> hockey. Um, every time I would sit down in the doctor's office when they took, if you remember the old days, when they took that you know, whatever that film was, and they'd stick it in front of the, you know, that box that lit up and you could kind of see your bones. You all remember that? Yeah, a view box. A view and, box. And it's That's x-ray film. X-ray film. Karen used to be an x-ray technologist <laughs> um, in her former life. And uh, the doctor would say, Dave, you see right here, that's where the bone's broken. Joe, I could tell you with everything in me, I could did not see what they were, hell they were telling me. Like, I never saw the break. Like, I just, I mean, hairline fraction, like... It's a terrible analogy probably, but that's what we're able to do. That's great. Right? We're able to kind of look into the situation and see what was, what's broken. And what we found for this particular couple is when they made the decision on the pension, they made that decision before they met us. So they retired, made the pension decision, and the pension decision was that they were going to do a single life pension. Okay? It was a sizable pension, $6,000 a month. And if he had died, or when he had died, his wife was not going to receive any residual income from that pension. They didn't think about that, right? So they were going to lose one social security check, and they were going to lose a pension check. Expenses don't come down. They stay the same. Maybe down a little bit, right? We're not eating for two people. We don't pay two Medicare's. But the vast majority, 80 plus percent, is still going to be there. So if, if his spouse, his wife, lost a big pension check and, that, and one of the Social Security checks, could have been devastating. So we took a look. And they had a decent amount of money saved, about three plus million dollars saved. And we said, what we have to solve for is how do we replace that income 
because of the bad pension decision that was, and I didn't say you made a bad, but they could see it. They now understood it because when people make pension decisions, Joe, they tend to look for the number that pays them the most. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily always take into consideration what's the consequence of taking the highest option number, mm-hmm. right? So what we basically did um, is we took a portion of their retirement assets, uh, that number, uh, because we were solving for something, that number was $570,000, right? So they, we took out of their three plus million dollars of IRA money, we took $570,000 and recommended they put it into a guaranteed income annuity, indexed annuity that paid guaranteed income. Now, the features of this particular annuity, I got it sitting right here in front of me, is they instantly got a bonus where the insurance company, the annuity company, added an amount of money as a bonus on their deposit. And that bonus was $11,500. And then they got what's called a benefit bonus, right? There's a bucket of money that they utilize to pay the pension out, that income stream. So they got an instant bonus of $45,000 on that. Long story short, is they were about 60 years old when this decision was made. We put in 570,000, we added those bonuses in. And the idea was that if he were to pass and that pension goes away, we would turn on the income inside the annuity and that would be paid to his spouse for the rest of her life. If she died prematurely, while receiving that income, if any money was left over, that would go to their beneficiaries. So pretty good win-win situation all the way around. Now, the maximum deferral, the maximum amount of time that we wanted to defer this income was age 70. Started at 60, we went 10 years out to age 70. And at age 70, regardless, if he had already passed, I'd say he wouldn't, he would, uh, at age 70, start receiving the income. And if he had passed earlier, he would start receiving the income for whatever it was at that year. But let's say it's age 70 and kicks in. Put in 570000 got some bonus money. And in 10 years, that annuity is going to pay to his family for the rest of both of their lives. So if he dies or she dies, pays out this income until the second one dies. We clear on that? Does that Mm -hmm. make sense, Joe? Makes sense. Okay. They were going to receive $71,000 every year for the rest of both of their lives in income. So when Mr. passes away and loses that $6,000 a month income, Mrs. picks up that income from the annuity. For that particular client, it was a great situation. Now, the kicker is if he starts that income at age 72, I'm sorry, at age 70, it's going to count towards some of his required minimum distribution. But if you remember earlier, last week when we talked in the show, we were bringing up long-term care. This has a feature that that $71,000 of income doubles to $142,000 of income to cover long-term care costs. So as you can see, number one, we didn't use all of this client's money for an annuity. We only used the appropriate amount 
to cover the need that was identified. That need lasts their entire life. No fees. They still had liquidity. They wanted to get money out. They could still get money out. So again, hopefully through this illustration and this client's particular story, it's not everybody's story, but for them specifically, this was needed. An annuity really was a good thing. Quick question on the timeline. That started when they were 60? Yep. And then there was a 10-year period before they began, what, what would you say, realizing the benefit of, the, of that decision? Right? Yeah, absolutely. And if they wanted to start the income in eight years, they could have done it. Be a little bit reduced on the income. If they wanted to cash in the pile, I mean, there's many, many different options. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you don't want to, we didn't use the word annuitize in there. That's a great point, right? So one of the misunderstandings of annuities is there's a word called annuitization. And that's basically where you give up all rights to the annuity contract for an exchange on an income stream. So you lose all your liquidity. We never, let me make that clear, we never recommend that for anybody. It's not the way to do it. Yeah, not only do you lose your liquidity, but your beneficiaries are left yep. out dry yep. as well. Yes, my husband and, and maybe a partner's, yeah, they're taken care of. Yeah, I lost liquidity. And maybe I can get a little bit more income um, than, than making some other decisions. But the, And that's where the stigma of my beneficiaries get nothing when I pass away. It's that <clears throat> rotten word of annuitization. Again, we want to throw it out. Again, a lot of the misperceptions of how annuities work. 10, 20 years ago. Again, it's just like, what's a car look like today than 20 years ago? What's a cell phone today look like than 20 years ago? The evolution of the products. Again, it's a scary word, annuity. It's why we wanted to concentrate today just on that topic to try and get rid of some misperceptions that are out there. And hopefully our listening audience will take advantage and educate themselves further to find out, is an annuity right for me? And if so, which annuity is right for me at the end of the day. So reach out to us at 215-798-9088. Again, 215-798-9088. Find out which type of those annuities make sense for me so that it can provide that peace of mind as you enter and go into retirement. Man, I'm sure glad that couple went through the process. Yeah, absolutely. And they are too, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services on behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services 
and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.